Stuck contract negotiations and now a proposed rule change for disability appeal processing have widened the wedge between the Social Security Administration and its administrative law judges. Joining me with the latest developments, the president of the Association of Administrative Law Judges, Melissa McIntosh. Ms. McIntosh, good to have you back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Let's talk about this rule change for disability appeal processing coming from the commissioner, I presume, Andrew Saul. This is out for comment now. What is he trying to do here and what is the judge's reaction to it? This is a very significant change. Right now, American citizens have the right to a full and fair hearing before an administrative law judge. That's critical because we are independent. We do not get performance appraisals. We receive no bonuses. We cannot be influenced. The SSA has proposed to remove these hearings and give them to non-ALJs, individuals who receive performance appraisals, can be manipulated and persuaded through that process, through bonuses. We think this is a very critical issue of due process for American citizens. I guess he wants to see the establishment of a appeals council. Is that what you're referring to as people that would not be administrative law judges, but members of some sort of an appeals council? Right. And that's another layer of um, the problem. He wants to have the members of the appeals council who are attorney uh, examiners. He wants them to be able to hear these cases, but that does strip away essential due process rights. So as well, you have the people who review our decisions sitting in the same organization who would now hear the cases and make the decision. Yeah, his justification, or I shouldn't say his, the agency's justification for this in the proposed rule is it will increase their adjudicative capacity and speed things up. Those are good goals, though, aren't they? That sounds good on its face, but the Appeals Council has its own backlog. We, the ALJs, have eliminated our backlog. So this would come down to they, they wanting the ability to hire new individuals into the Appeals Council rather than hiring ALJs. And just for the record, the Appeals Council individuals, they do call them judges, but they are attorney examiners per their position description. They make about the same amount of money as we do. So it's not even a cost saving. It's really about, most unfortunately, it's about control. Again, we have eliminated our backlog and we've done it by losing about 44,000 hours worth of leave over three fiscal years. It wouldn't be because of the, uh, you suspect it could be because of the nature of the decisions coming from the administrative law judges? Do they think you're maybe deciding too often in favor of the applicants or something? The only stated reason is that they want to expedite the process. And that's just not a legitimate assertion since we have eliminated the backlog. If you want to hire more people, you should be hiring administrative law judges to hear these decisions. And recently, in a Supreme Court case called Smith v. Berryhill, the Supreme Court, in a unanimous decision, said that these disability hearings must be heard by administrative law judges. All right. So it looks like, in your view, you have the law on your side. What can you do about this rule, or what are you planning to do? I know the AALJ, the group, has filed comments on the rulemaking. 
you know, the agency can consider those comments. Do you have any other legal recourse past that? We are now exploring our options, but we do want to get the word out. I think so much is going on right now. And in addition, the agency has proposed to make it even harder for individuals to get disability by looking into and proposing increasing um, age requirements, um, so as well making uh, reviews uh, occur more often every two years. So much is swirling around. We're concerned that this is going to be lost. So it really takes others who are interested, who care, to speak up and say, this is not good government. This is not Due process. We're speaking with Melissa McIntosh, president of the Association of Administrative Law Judges. And you also have the issue between the association and the Social Security Administration of kind of stuck contract negotiations. And the agency has called in the federal impasses panel, which has not ruled in favor of other unions that have had disputes. What's going on there? And what's your take on them declaring this impasse and calling in the impasses panel? We filed suit in the Court of Appeals, the Fourth Circuit, on Thursday. And we did that to stay the impasses panel from continuing to um, facilitate and rule on our labor dispute. And here's why. The impasses panel is not constitutionally constructed. These are individuals who have extraordinary power. Only in extraordinary circumstances can their decisions be reviewed in court. They are principal officers under the Constitution, and as such, they should have been confirmed by the United States Senate. They were not. So it's our hope that there will be a stay on our proceedings. Bottom line, these panel members must be confirmed by the United States Senate, and and here's why. They really should be independent, and over the years, panel members have been independent and made decisions looking at what is in the best interest of good government, what is fair. Over the last couple of years, you've seen extremely um, anti-union decision-making out of the panel. And why is that? I believe this really is um, a great exhibit of why you need Senate um, review and confirmation. Individuals with expertise in, in federal sector labor relations who recognize, pursuant to the statute, unions are in public interest. If you don't believe unions are in the public interest, you really have no place on the impasses panel because the statute has already decided that we are in the best interest for efficiency to facilitate good labor management relations. And what are the biggest issues over which you are at an impasse or with which you are apart? with SSA at this point? I think we really have to lead with um, judicial function. The Social Security Administration has actually proposed to entirely eliminate the judicial function article in our contract for judges. To, To not even want to recognize that we're judges in the contract is... Um, you know, candidly, that's ridiculous. And it's essential to what we do. We are judges as well. Um, they want to force us to waive statutory rights. They want us to waive our ability to bargain. They want us to agree to a ridiculously low number of hours to represent our members. As a union, we have a statutory obligation to represent our, our bargaining units. 
And with only a handful of hours, we simply can't do it. The bottom line is that all of this is designed and orchestrated, and it's, it's across the board to eliminate federal sector labor unions. If you zoom out and look at the big picture. And so we're, we are not exempt from any of this. Well, what happens now? You have to simply wait for what the impasses panel decides? We have to wait to hear from the Court of Appeals. We've filed suit and we have asked for a stay. So we are hopeful that we'll receive it and that there will be a ruling that, in fact, these panel members, consistent with Article 2, Section 2, the Appointments Clause, that they must receive Senate confirmation. And when the Senate looks at who's on the panel, it's my hope that there will be a consideration of of whether or not an individual believes that, in fact, federal unions are in the public interest, which is consistent with the statute. Melissa McIntosh is president of the Association of Administrative Law Judges. Thanks so much for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll post this interview along with a link to the proposed rule at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit LiveXLive.com slash Podcast One to learn more and start your free trial.